Well, here I am, and this is going to be a happy podcast because today we're going to talk about the Minnesota Wild and their 11-game point streak. Or is it 12 now? Who knows? But we're going to figure this out. Um, not only that, but Kirill Kaprizov, their star player, is going to be out for the next three to four weeks because uh, some uh, some guy, Logan Stanley, thought it would be a good idea to just jump on his back until Kaprizov had to do the splits as he brought him to the ground. And he's got a lower body injury, probably a groin injury, or Lord knows it could be worse than that. But um, the Wild are on a 11-game point streak, and let me just uh, look this up real quick so I can get the exact teams who they who they beat on here. But basically, the Wild have not left a game for the last about three weeks to four weeks, so almost for the last month, without a point. It's been a very, very long time since the Wild have skated off the ice after a third period with nothing to show for it. Let's look at the games that they've, uh, all right, all right. Beat the Jets 4-2, to two, lost to the Flames in, in, a, in a shootout, beat the Flames 3 to nothing. beat the Canucks 2-1, to one, beat the Islanders 2-1, to one, beat the Blue Jackets 3-2 uh, to two in overtime, beat the, Ma- uh, excuse me, Maple Leafs beat them in overtime, uh, Wild beat the Blue Jackets 2-0, uh, Wild beat the Kings 2-1, to one, Wild beat the Predators 4-3, to three, Wild beat the Stars 2-1 to one in a shootout, and the Avalanche beat the, the last time the Wild lost was February, like just straight up lost with no points was um was uh, February 15th 3 to 2 against the Avalanche but before that um shootout loss to the Panthers um and a shootout win over the Devils which kind of kickstarted this whole thing Kaprizov gets injured on Wednesday night against the Winnipeg Jets and the Wild are going on a road trip now before they come home to face the mighty Boston Bruins a week from tonight or a week uh, on March 18th so we got the Sharks today at 9.30 p.m., which is just magnificent, being on the West Coast starting time, um, especially on a Saturday, too. Um, they got the Coyotes tomorrow at 8.30, another West Coast starting time, lovely. And then they've got, for some reason, even though it's in the central time zone, they're doing an 8.30 start time against the Blues on the 15th. I imagine that has something to do with national TV schedule. Who knows? Maybe we're on ESPN. Maybe we're on ESPN+. Plus. Maybe we're on TNT. Um, but whatever it is, um, right now, because of this 11-game point streak, the Wild are in very, 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 very good position for the playoffs. They are nearly a lock to make the playoffs. I don't think anybody at this point is concerned about them actually making the tournament. They're not going to the Wild are not going to fail to get into the into the NHL playoffs. It's just a matter of how they're going to fall in there, how they're going to advance through that. If we're being completely honest with ourselves here, right? Let's be honest. Outside of the Dallas Stars, who are not any mega team of their own, but the Stars are good. Um, outside of the Stars, who I would consider to be a slight challenge, there is no Alpha Omega in the Western Conference. Everybody understands that the winner of the Stanley Cup this year is 99.0% going to be um, somebody from the Eastern Conference. Bruins, Maple Leafs, um, Lightning could always be in there. Um, Hurricanes are amazing. Devils, Rangers. Those those six teams right there are the teams that are going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Obviously not all six, just one of them. But the Eastern Conference is loaded. And the Wild are 
They have 81 points. They are two points behind the Dallas Stars for the Central Division lead. It's been a long time since we've hung a banner. Um, out, I mean, we hung Miko Koivu's number back in uh, March of last year. It's almost been a year since... Wait, has it been a year? Yeah, I think it has been. I think it's almost a year to the day. But um, nonetheless, so um, the Wild are only four points out of the lead of the entire Western Conference. And they're only three points out of the lead in the central division. They are five points ahead of the avalanche who are the next closest team to them in the central division. And they are quite a few, let's see here, 75 and 80. So they are about six points ahead of the wild card. So they have a pretty comfortable lead until you factor in the idea of Kirill Kaprizov um, getting jumped on, getting a groin injury and missing three to four weeks. Here's the real question. When Kaprizov comes back, and I don't even want to bring this idea into reality because there's a good chance that he doesn't come back um, this year. I wouldn't say there's a good chance he doesn't come back, but there's always a chance that he doesn't come back because they want to, with the contract that he's on, making however many millions of dollars a year, I think it's $10 million a year, um, they want to make sure that Kaprizov can come back and be 100% for next year. I know it hurts. I know we want to try to win a cup every single year. And if we're going to do that, Kaprizov is going to need to carry us to it as our superstar and as the best player that's ever worn a wild jersey. I'm sorry, but Jared Spurgeon and Sammy Walker and um, who else? And Marcus Foligno and Matt Boldy are not going to win us a Stanley Cup by themselves. I'm sorry. It takes Kirill. Kirill is 90% of the... We've had outstanding goaltending. Gustafson and Flurry have been outstanding for the last month, but we need to factor in the fact that Kirill has been scoring the goals. The Wild don't score that many goals, and Kirill scores most of them. So think of it this way. The Wild desperately need Kirill to come back, even if it's at 90%. And, oh my goodness, this is... The, luck, the lucky thing is that the next three games are against teams that don't care teams that are actively tanking for a chance at Connor Bedard. But after that, sh shoot, man, you're playing the Boston Bruins at home. You're playing a, a team who going into that game is going to probably have 110 points. We are in March. We are in March and the Bruins almost have 110 points. That is insanity. I don't think the Bruins have even lost 10 games in regulation yet. That is insanity. So the Wild are going to need Kaprizov to come back. It's just a fact. They're going to need him to come back. And the beautiful thing about the Western Conference, it's not weak. I'm not calling the Western Conference weak. I'm calling it attainable. And that's the tricky thing about Minnesota sports is that we always play down to our opponents. We always play up to our opponents. If the Wild, if Kaprizov can come back and he can even play 90% as good as, as he was playing um, before he got hurt, Kaprizov can easily, with, with Gustafson in net, he can easily carry us to a series win, if not two. The Wild can make it to the Western Conference Finals this year. Easy. They absolutely can, but they need Kirill. And I'm pissed off that Logan Stanley jumped on Kirill's back. It wasn't necessarily a dirty sequence. It was just a, it was a clean hit, which turned into a BS situation 
And I think Logan Stanley said after the game that he feels bad. I don't think it was malicious. I just think it's a, it's hockey. You know what you're signing up for when you play hockey. I played hockey for a while. I, I knew what I was into. But the Wild absolutely can win the Western Conference this year if Kaprizov comes back. But if he doesn't, shoot, man. That's going to be asking a lot of Gustafsson. And that's going to be asking a lot of this team who does not score goals without Kaprizov. Our Gustafsson and Flurry can win you games, but you're going to need to score three goals a game. That's it. It's end of story. So as we speak right now, um, I, I, st- I would feel, I, I felt so confident going into Tuesday about the Wilds playoff chances. But now with this whole situation of Kirill being out, it's, it's, almost hard to imagine that we would be going into the playoffs without him. It's hard to imagine that Kirill, who's only been injured one other time in his wild career so far after um, after Fredericks um, cross-checked him from behind headfirst into the boards in Boston last year, Trent Fredericks. Um, it's hard to imagine any sort of situation where Kirill is not out there skating for the wild. It's a situation that I never, ever want to think about until I'm at least like 35 years old. I'm 20 right now. So as we speak, I genuinely, genuinely hope that Kirill can come back. And if he can't, well, we... (laughs) Uh, And with this whole thing with Zuccarello, Zuccarello is a great winger. He's a great player but he needs to learn how to shoot the dang puck. And I think this is the best case scenario. The absolute best case scenario for the situation is now that Kirill can literally not be on the ice, Zuccarello is going to be forced to learn how to shoot the puck. Well, he knows how to shoot the puck, obviously, but he's going to be forced to learn how to not automatically think pass to Kirill, pass to Kirill, pass to Kirill every single time, because rightly so he wants to let Kirill work. He wants to let to let Kirill be the superstar he can be and work his magic. I understand that. And it's worked so well for us. But Zuccarello is so talented too. And we need Zuccarello to be taking his opportunities to shoot when he has them. And not just automatically thinking to set up Kirill. So now, now that you take Kirill out of the picture for the next three weeks, this forces Zuccarello to, instead of looking at his passing lanes for his Russian magician friend, He's going to be looking at the net and any for the next three or four weeks, whenever Kirill comes back until Kirill comes back, the wild need to throw the puck at the net. They need to stop passing the puck and they need to throw the puck on net. Any chance they get, I need 35 shots every game, every single game, dirty goals, clean goal. I don't care. I need goals because when Kirill's gone, that's 90% of your goals just gone evaporated into thin air and Kaprizov will come back. But if in the time between him getting injured and coming back, you can learn how to score goals without him. How much better is that going to be for the playoffs? When now the whole team knows how to score goals. Kirill comes back. He's going to score goals. Gustafson and Flurry are going to be brick walls all aboard the Gus bus. And now we're going to ride the Gus bus all the way to the Western Conference Finals. Who knows? Maybe we beat Colorado when we get there. Who knows? Maybe we beat Dallas when we get there. And then we get to the Stanley Cup Finals and the Bruins sweep us in four. But you know what? It'll be the most important thing that this franchise has done in 20 years. 
It's been 20 years since this team has been to a Western Conference final. 20 years. Unbelievable. We make the playoffs every year. We've only missed it once out of like the last 10 years, right? Make the playoffs every year. And yeah, we've made it to the second round a couple times in there, but we expect better as the state of hockey. We expect better when we have a superstar like Kirill Kaprizov. And this year, like any of this year is our best chance of any of the years we've seen so far. Kirill just keeps getting better every single year. Oh, goodness. Um, well, I guess I'll check back in after we see how this little road trip goes. Um, they've been phenomenal. And I genuinely believe out of this road trip that we're going on right now for the next week, we've got six possible points. Points. If they don't get four, I'm at least four points. I'm going to be very concerned. I'm going to be very, we're going to sound the alarm bells because we've, I'm not going to sound the alarm bells just yet, just because Kirill got hurt. I'm going to sound the alarm bells when we figure out what this team looks like without Kirill. I think that would be a very fair assessment, and I think that would be fair on the team. So that being said, um, we will check back in on this situation at a later date soon. We will talk about the playoffs soon. And uh, yeah, enjoy the State High School Hockey League Tournament Finals tonight. you got Matamidi versus uh, War Road here at noon, and then you've got Edina versus Minnetonka in the AA Championship tonight. I will be in attendance at the press box, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, and yeah, it's going to be, should be a great, great time. And uh, yeah, as long as he loses, but nonetheless, well, there I was and enjoy the rest of your Saturday people.